Dare I say, well, welcome back. We are at a, I guess what you would say was a regular jaunt, a regular hang for us. And it's good to be back right here, truly in the heart of Norman. We're off Maine and Barrie at the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity Restore. A place that we frequent, and when I walk in, I think about all the books I need to read, all the home improvement items I could probably purchase, and also I feel like I'm doing well for our community, uh, which I am not, but the Restore and Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity, uh, humanity people are. We're here today to talk about the Common Grounds Common uh, Coffee Festival, which is coming up on the 5th, on March the 5th. So Randy and his crew uh, this weekend, this Friday, have a big event. So Randy Gardner is going to join us coming up uh, later in the show. He's got people to help promote it up and also just to brag about the Restore because they're doing God's work here, people. It's incredible. Come check it out. We'll be here until noon today recapping a wild weekend in the world of sports. In the Brown O'Haver Studios, standing by is Josh Helmer. Good morning, Josh. How was the weekend for you? It was good, man. How was good. it for you? A tense weekend versus Tennessee, but hey, walk-off winner, so ultimately great weekend, right? Yeah, what you think? Over, You know, I, I went and dug a little bit. Oklahoma hasn't gone undefeated at the Mary Nutter Classic since 14. It's a, it's a tough field. You're typically going to play a, a top five, top ten team, maybe two of them. It's, it's hard to go through that event unscathed. It's a, challenged, a challenge to go through there undefeated. It's just, well, I mean, I, I, I think you're getting what I'm laying down. Going undefeated, going 5-0 and on that weekend is, is one hell of an accomplishment. And I feel like some people, I'm going to spend some time, listen, the show, uh, Randy's got some people he wants to have jump on, so we're going to make sure we time that out right. Um, I know uh, Trevor has some people that are going to jump on with us today, so we'll navigate through that. It, it, it might be like some air traffic controlling as the show rolls on. Um, but I want to I want to spend some time today really getting into kind of what I learned in, in the weekend that was, and I guess maybe more than anything, Josh, the week that was, right? We're looking at uh, a team that just got back to Norman probably about 1030 last night that had been gone since Tuesday afternoon. And in the span of that, they had to play five games, travel quite a bit just in order to ensure that they could get to the site on time and without missing any um, classwork too terribly much, without missing any games. I mean, if they would have waited, Josh, to leave until their regular departure time on Thursday – I don't know if they would have made it. They, they probably would have been stuck in the airport and then would have been flying out on Friday morning and their games would have had to be either be delayed or canceled. So it's, it was a long week. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here boo-hooing for them, right? They, they got to travel and play softball. But I, I, I saw some, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? It's, they're losing to Utah or they got off to a, a slow start against – Arizona, or they had a rally to beat Tennessee. It's a grind, man. That tournament is a grind, and it takes a lot out of you, and they went undefeated 
And that, to me, is what's most important coming out of it. Now, you followed along. You were also doing some draft stuff, which we'll talk about today. You had your, uh, you had your uh, Steve Perry. You had your side gigs rolling on, too, with some hockey this weekend. But what was your big takeaway from the five games this weekend out in Palm Springs? Well, just that. They went 5-0. and oh. That's the most important part. And they got a scare. They got a test from Tennessee and Oklahoma softball. Showed you again what Oklahoma softball so often has done over this decade-long run here. They, they found a way to win. It's new stars all the time, and this time it was sophomore Jada Coleman that was able to lift Oklahoma to that victory. So I, I'm not going to complain about anything we saw this weekend. I, I do think that I, – I think ultimately in the long stretch it's positive for Oklahoma that we – Kind of saw Jordy Ball be mortal for the first time this season. And yet, she needed that. Yet it comes in a game plank where in two separate stints in the game when after she reentered, she had 16 strikeouts. So if you say mortal, I mean, it's still pretty remarkable as well. So I thought all in all, great weekend for Oklahoma softball. It's like define mortal, right? <laughs> she, she ends up getting – taken out of a game only to re-enter and help lead the Sooners to a win. I thought it was good. I thought, you know, Tennessee had a nice plan. I thought – I, I know I, – I got caught up too much probably in some of the, the fan stuff. I was reading some of the Facebook comments and some of the tweets. And, you know, there's a great faction of fans for OU softball. But, yet there's also a lot of trolls, man, a lot of trolls. And it's just – I don't know if it's diehard fans that have always been there, so they're kind of mad that there's this whole new wave, and they're always going to be the, well, I know more about you, and, and this is why this is a problem, and you should shut up because I was watching it back when they were playing here and they were across the street at Reeves Park, and you don't know anything about the game. because So there's that faction of fans. It's almost – I've made the analogy, Josh. You know, you, you, you ever been a fan of a band? And you like them whenever they're just kind of playing local places, and 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 a few people might have got back in mind. It was their CD, or maybe you saw them play at a at a at a college at a college joint. You're like, oh, dude, I love so I love the Nixons, man. I saw them play. And then all of a sudden they get famous, and you're like, can't stand them now. They're 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 doing all this stuff that I liked them back when they were good. I kind of feel like there's that faction of softball fan. Then there's that faction that. You know, in every single sport, the first time they see it or watch it, they know everything about it. So they're going to know it, even though they don't know a damn thing they're talking about. So you, I feel like, and, I'm, and it's great because it's more people come to the sport, but it's like this this convolution of true passionate fan versus old school fan that's not happy with all these new fans. You're, you're standing up when I'm trying to watch the game versus that new fan that's coming in that seems to know everything about everything and you can't tell them anything regardless, right? And you have it that all comes together in one beautiful, magical cluster F. I can't think of any more family way to put it, but that's kind of what happens. And when things aren't 10 2 or when things aren't 11 to 1 or when there's not a perfect game, it's like, well, there they go. You know, it's, it's, it's always kind of funny to see how that plays out. But I'll tell you what, it's not easy to go out there and win games. And they did it. Now they get a week off, question mark. Their next scheduled game is next Monday against Minnesota. We'll just leave it at that. I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be something that is released 
If it's not, I don't know why it hasn't been released yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's something that's going to be announced about the potential of of some events this weekend. But I'll uh, I'll keep you guys tuned in on that front. I just I, I guess I'll never understand in some instances why there's a lot of factors that aren't taken into games being tighter. I've never seen anything that makes people matter than a close game in softball, Josh. It's like, why is this game close? It's like, well, because you're going to get every team's best shot. You know what Teddy talks about with football? Josh, it's never more evident in a sport than it is in softball. And, you know, you might see a pitcher for a couple of innings that gets hot, and just as soon as you get a beat on her, boom, they're going to go to the pin, and it's tough. It's 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 a hard sport. It really is. So I, I thought it was a great weekend. We'll talk about it in depth coming up later on in the show. Uh, how was your weekend? Was it hockey-filled? It was hockey-filled, and it was good. It was a weekend sweep for the Oklahoma City Icehawks. So all smiles, baby. It was good. Beautiful. And uh, Bedlam basketball? Thoughts? Question mark? Must needed. uh, Much needed. Must game for them. And they found a way to get it. It looked like maybe they had coughed that thing up late, but give them credit for finding a way after having lost the lead. The game goes to overtime. They made the plays they needed to make in overtime to, if only if only by a couple of heartbeats here, they, they've got a pulse. They've got a pathway into the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid. Now, you, you have to win these next two, take care of business at home versus West Virginia, go on the road and win in a place where you haven't won in – ages but do that I mean you can go beat Kansas State there's no reason this OU team can't go beat Kansas State and then I think they need two I think they need two in the Big 12 tournament and if they can do that then I think there's a chance OU's dancing okay so this is good because I'm usually Mr. Positive and you're not you're not you but Everyone else is kind of like, hey, yeah, no, that's not happening. It's cool. You can could, you could call me Mr. Mr. Pessimistic. No, no, no. Okay, there you go. There you go. You're, you'll bring me down a little bit because I might say, dude, I think they're going to the tournament and they're going to win a game. And you're like, calm down, buddy. Josh, they're not even in like the next eight out right now. And I, I don't know if beating West Virginia and – Kansas State is really going to help that. I've, I've reached the they need to win the tournament phase of postseason conversations for Oklahoma basketball. Can you talk me out of that? Can, can you build me up a little bit here to make me feel like there is a chance beyond just having to run the table in the in the Big 12 tournament, which is going to be tough, and, and that's the only way they make the big dance? So let's see. The Big 12 conference where we sit today, Oklahoma, if they win the next two, would finish 7 and 11. That would be probably 7th place in this Mm -hmm. conference. Probably 7th. Right, right. Depending on what happens around you, but you're right. So then you you win two. You'd be be in the 7-10 game. Win that, that's, yeah, not going to do a whole heck of a lot for you. And then, what, you would play you'd play the two seed next? So, again, it's a, it's a little bit quirky 
in 2022 because Oklahoma State's not in, right? So if I understand the way the bracket goes, 8-9 and play, the winner plays one in the quarterfinals, and then it's kind of the same, 3-6-2-7-4-5. So if you get in as the 7, you'll likely play either Kansas or Baylor in that first game, right, as the 2, and I think what well, that's still kind of up in the air. Um, and then that 3-6, you know, you'd likely have a chance at Tech. So, I mean, those would be two huge wins, right? But, I mean, would that be enough? I guess I was surprised by how that TCU got that rocket ship up its backside beating Tech this weekend, right? All of a sudden it's like, whoa. You know, they kind of went from being in, in purgatory to, boom, they're, they're one of the last four buys. They're not playing in a buy game anymore. Or they're not playing in a play-in game. They're now in a, in a buy situation. They're in. And, and that just didn't do the same for Oklahoma when they beat Tech. So, I, I, again, again, build me up, Josh. Help me believe because right now I think it's kind of tough when I'm talking postseason for Oklahoma basketball. Well, I, I think if you beat any of Kansas, Baylor, or Tech in the Big 12 tournament and you can have ended the season with three straight wins here, you're going to have – you're going to be in the conversation. Now, is that okay. enough to make you feel super comfortable that you're in? No, I don't think so. But oh, you get to win over one of those three in the Big 12 tournament? They'll they'll have an argument's sake. Two wins would would that get them in the Big 12 championship game? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, if they, if they make the Big 12 championship game, I think they're getting in at large. Okay. I hope you're right. Currently, here's the teams that you need to root against. There's probably about 12. Uh, unfortunately, Porter Moser's former team is in that mix. Uh, I don't know. Much, I haven't watched San Francisco or San Diego State or Dayton or St. Bonaventure that much this year, or even BYU for that matter. But there's a handful of mid-majors who are in this conversation. Loyola, San Francisco, Memphis, and Indiana. Memphis has started to play a little better. SMU, San Diego State, BYU, and Dayton are the most recent last four out, and this was updated over the weekend by Joe Lenardi. Uh, and then Oregon, St. Bonaventure, Virginia, and Florida are the next four out. I don't know if that does much for you, but that's kind of where things stand after that wild weekend. Kansas, by the way, staying in a one seed after the Baylor game. Does that surprise you at all? Maybe a, a little bit, but, you know, they've, they've got one win over Baylor, so the two teams split. So if it's between Kansas and Baylor for the one, then I can understand where KU would keep the one. You shouldn't really get dinged all that much for a close loss on the road like that. I agree. I, and that was a pretty good basketball game. We, we got home in time for me to watch a majority of that, and – Boy, I thought Kansas was going to run Baylor out of their own gym in the first half and then boom in the second half. Complete, it was like, the, hey, have you ever heard anyone use this analogy before, Josh? It was like a tale of two halves. Have you ever heard that before? I just came up with it this weekend. First time. First time. <laughs> All right, 405-329-9000. There's a, there's a, a little bit, a, a skosh on my weekend, which we'll get to more in depth. I know – uh, Trev has talked about having some of the Celtic guys on today to talk a little bit about some of the youth soccer and some of the uh, events that are going on around town. I'm on location today. I'm at the Restore right off Main and Barry for the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity, and they've got a big event coming up on Friday. We'll be 
uh, talking up the Common Grounds Coffee Festival from 9 a.m. until Friday, <laughs> 9 a.m. until 5 p. this Friday, Cleveland County Fairgrounds. Uh, you're going to raise money for the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we're going to talk to Randy about it coming up in the next hour to kick off hour number two. In the meantime, when we come back, I've got to pull out my reading glasses, Josh, because Kyler Murray has released a statement through his agent, and it's in very small print, and it's very, very long. So I, I guess our first statement from a, co- a quarterback of the NFL offseason is out there. We'll tell you what the former Sooner had to say. Plus, women's hoops gets a much-needed win, and Taylor Robertson was a star. The game-winning three-pointer, you'll hear the call from Brian Brinkley. Plus, NBA last night, Lakers absolutely implode. Frank Vogel probably getting fired today. We're inching towards the start of the NFL season. And anything else you want to get into, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, 405-329-9000. It's Hour 1 of the Plank Show, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, online at vhfence.com. Or you can call Mark or Tessa today at 735-1167. That's 405-735-1167. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, cross-town clash. Soccer match coming up a little bit later on in the show. Of course, our boy Trevor LaFoon and his women's girl squad going after um, a dub. Are you ready to try to siphon through, cipher through, decipher, whatever term you want to use, this Kyler Murray statement, Josh? Have you seen it yet? I've seen people talking about it, and no, I have not read any of the statements so yeah let's let's try and crack the code um okay it is uh, let's eric burkhart who is the agent for kyler murray has kind of gone on a bit of a twitter spree over the last 24 hours and i'm really mad at myself for missing this last night but apparently there wasn't enough tension paid to the tweets. So Kevin, Burkow, uh, Kevin Burkhart sent out a statement. Or Evan, Eric Burkhart sent out a statement this morning. And it, there's two points that they hit on here. And then, real quick, real quick, because this could be uh, long. This could take over the whole show. But I just I want to hit it quickly. Basically, two major points. One, he absolutely wants to be the long-term quarterback at Arizona. Two, he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. And here is his point. Kyler believes that in order to consistently compete for championships and ultimately deliver the Valley their first Super Bowl in 33-plus years, I mean, they've gone to the Super Bowl before, but they've never won it, of course. There needs to be long-term stability for both the organization and himself. To overtly communicate Kyler's desire to be the Cardinal long-term quarterback, we sent a detailed contract proposal to the organization. It was important to Kyler that his proposal reflected all of the following. Provides financial protection, is in line with the current quarterback market that compares his results 
alongside relevant comps, lowers his 22-23 salary cap number to allow the Cardinals to sign other deserving teammates and add additional free agents. And most importantly, represents a real commitment from the organization to see if their ultimate goals align with his two above. Consistently competing for championships and Kyler being their quarterback. Um, It's very long. It's very in-depth. Actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. Oh, there's one more bold area. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit to that um, so he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. Can I translate that for you through all the the fine print? Kyler Murray doesn't want to play on a fifth-year option. Uh, He is now eligible for negotiation for a new contract, and he wants a new contract. Did I do a good job of kind of meshing through all the BS of that and saving everyone else having to read the very tiny print in Eric Barnhart's or Bernhardt's Perkhart's uh, stupid letter on on Twitter? You did, yes. That's thank you. The main thing here. Don't want to play on the fifth year option. They want their money and they want it now, and they want long term financial security, which. It's kind of what we thought all along, right? It just was weird to try and hold the Arizona Cardinals' feet to the fire by unfollowing everybody on social media. That that didn't seem to be your usual business tactic that you would see in these types of situations. And I don't know that this letter was necessary. I mean, everybody pretty well knows that Kyler Murray and his representation, of course they don't want to play on a fifth-year option. Nobody wants to play on a fifth-year option. They want that contract sooner. They want it done now. And one of the values, I guess, might be the term, Josh, of having a rookie quarterback that seems to kind of cook for you is that he is on a rookie deal. And – it's not like this rookie deal is is pennies on the dollar, right? He's still, as the number one pick, I mean, you're not making Sam Bradford money, but you're doing pretty well. So, I, listen, I don't want to bog the whole show down with it. If you want to see more of it, uh, Kyler's agent is all over it on Twitter, at Eric with a K, Eric Burkhart. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a little rant he went through talking about Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, he goes back and forth with a few people on Twitter, so it's 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 worth your time. I think more than anything, we just we're curious to see what the future holds for both of our guys now, right? And all three of them: Kyler Murray wants a new deal for from Arizona. Baker Mayfield rumors everywhere that this could be you know the end of him in Cleveland, and there's all kinds of trade rumors involving Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia because the belief is Philly could be in the Deshaun Watson quarterback situation and and that that josh is just like a quarter of what's going on right now in the national football league with quarterbacks right yeah yeah haven't even mentioned uh aaron Rodgers yet so no we've we've not truly dived in but hey if out of all of the three quarterbacks that are starting in the national football league for oklahoma kyler murray is the obvious choice out of any of the three, for Arizona to lock him up long-term, right? I mean, feels like a budding superstar. Baker Mayfield has had some very successful moments, but I think that 
anybody objectively would look at that situation and say, okay, I can at least understand why Cleveland is being a little more patient and a little more wait and see. Jalen Hurts, same story there. But with Kyler, this if it's not done right here and right now in this offseason, he's going to get a long-term mega deal from Arizona. Yeah, has to. You know, and I love this. This has become my biggest pet peeve, Josh. My biggest pet peeve is, well, let's trade him for draft picks. Why? You drafted him. I've completely 180 on that. I felt, you know, after the whole Kyler Murray, or Kyler, Khalil Mack situation, I always kind of felt, yeah, go get those draft picks. And seeing kind of how the, uh, and maybe it's a little bit unique in the Carson Wentz situation because Indianapolis didn't end up making the playoffs. But, man, if you got a player that you feel like can change your, your franchise, pay him. Make it work. All right, uh, listen, we got a break. Uh, enough on Kyler. When we come back, you wanted, you were all in this weekend on it. I was all in this weekend on it. You, you want to break down the weekend that was in the Mary Nutter for Sooner Softball? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you were there firsthand, so I want, I want to know what the environment was like. And it's crazy. Obviously frustrating weekend in the sense for Jocelyn Allo that she didn't break the record, the record and didn't really, in a lot of ways, get a chance to. Yeah, it, it was almost as if teams made a decision to pitch to her her first at bat, but you were going to have to hit a bad pitch, right? And then it was just done. And I, it, it, it worked. It worked for Utah, and it almost worked for Tennessee. But we'll get into it next. Plank Show's on the road. We're hanging out with the crew over at the Restore, Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity, and we're talking up the Common Grounds Coffee Festival. I think I might have said Friday, uh, March 5th. You guys know me in calendars. Saturday, March 5th. That's this Saturday from 9 to 5, 9 to 5 p. Uh, it's going to be over at the Cleveland County Fairgrounds to help raise money for the habitat to build yet another home. Coffee, tea, pastries, candies, arts, music, demonstrations. We'll have uh, a 21 and over section with coffee stouts and coffee cocktails. Um, LoveWorks is going to be doing a live podcast. The first 500 people uh, the day of the event will receive a burlap bag and campfire coffee cup. Check it out. That's this Saturday. I'll tell you more about it as the show rolls on right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It was, um, it was fun out in Palm Springs, Josh, be, before we get to the phones. And if you guys want to jump in at 405-329-9000, on just the, the, the personal side, like the, the Chris Plank travel experience side um i I don't i don't know if i've had a more enjoyable trip through all the challenges i got to um we stayed in a different place and it was it was really cool i mean it was really cool obviously we had our show and i did a lot of i did a fox sports show on friday night and had some of the uh, mad dog stuff so I didn't get to immerse myself as much as maybe I've wanted to in the past. But I got to experience Palm Springs. Sooners in the desert was going on. Uh, Big ups to my man McKay and Dylan for getting me, Dylan Stanley, for getting me to the airport just in time for my flight to get back yesterday. But it was, man, it was a special, it was a really cool weekend. To me... Did you see the tweet from Saturday morning between before the OU Arizona and Tennessee game that I sent out of the three different stadiums? No, let me take a look at it. Okay, it's it, I. I decided that I'm going to go. I'm so tired of people that retweet uh, all the hate things. Like Jonas will only retweet things that people say 
when they're mean to them, that I'm just going to start retweeting everything anyone ever says nice about me. You say something nice about me, and I'm going to retweet it. That's what I've decided to do. I'm going against everything that I hate right now. Um, there was there was a fan, that a Sooner fan that was there, and he came up to me. He's like, have you walked around and looked at the other stadiums? I'm like, of course I have. He's like, no, no, no. Right now it's like empty, and ours is packed. And every game started at the same time. So I took a picture of the Sooner crowd, which was already packed. And the other two places were just, it was empty. And it was wild. And the setup here is really cool at Cathedral City. They have the outfield where it's made up like Yankee Stadium. And we were at Wrigley Field all weekend. There's a Fenway Park. It's really cool. And it's and it's a really neat environment. And, and I say this a lot. As a fan, it's a bucket list trip. You want to... If you're a diehard Sooner softball fan or just an Oklahoma fan, you know I I would probably try to hit the Sooners in the desert and taking some softball while I'm out there. That's just it's worth it. The problem is here's my old man get off my lawn, Grinch. You ready? Yes. I think I had a great weekend. Jim Gasso, my guy, Poppy. Uh, I got to meet so many great people because we walked around and I got to meet you know the the UC Riverside coach. Um, obviously, I was hanging out with my guy. Uh, DJ Gasso over at Utah on Page, any chance that I got. Shane Knighton was there with San Diego and her sister MJ. Saw Missy Lombardi and you know Sam Martyr who are with Oregon. It's it's it was really cool, right? But that event needs somebody to help it get into 2023, 2024. It needs to upgrade, and I'm sure, I'm sure that's a tough sell. Because I would imagine, and I, this isn't a comparison as far as number of people, so don't be getting all um, angry at me, but I would imagine, Josh, that place kind of has like a cotton bowl feel. In other words, it's packed one or two or three days a year like that. Now they have, it's, it's made for dudes slow pitch softball. It's made for professional softball and, and, and dudes fast pitch softball. Because that fence is literally like 320 down the line, and that's put up temporary fences. But from the concession area to the seating capacity to the security to the practice areas to everything, I, I know Oklahoma's going to consistently go back. I know they will because it's a big recruiting tool and it's a big event. But there's a part of me that would have to look at these. There's somebody making money off this, Josh. Somebody's making a lot of money off this. It costs to get in. You charge the vendors to set up. You uh, the, the concession stand is always packed. The beers are twelve bucks. <laughs> I just happened to look at it. Your sandwiches are like thirteen dollars. Somebody is making a boatload of money on this event. They have to reinvest in that facility. They have to reinvest in seating. They have to reinvest in security because it is an absolute S show. It really is. I mean, I love it. I really do. It's great. But, man, they have got to make that more secure for the players. They've got to make it more, they've got to make it more smooth for the fans. Because somebody's pocket's getting lined. And I don't know who that is, but they need to reinvest it in that place because it is unique, it is awesome, it is fun, but it is an absolute nightmare. Can that? Can all those be true? 
Can those all be true in one statement from a fan attending it perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Incredible environment when it's packed, right? Great competition. Sure. It's attracted a lot of the best programs in the sport. The The Mary Nutter Classic is it's an annual mainstay. And yet, yeah, you, you look at I'm, – I'm looking at the photos you shared – could they could they make it better? One thousand percent. Here's here's my thought. You hear a constant barrage of we need to have this sport covered. ESPN Flow Softball needs to take it more seriously. And yes, they do. I almost went and said something to their broadcasters. It was like, bro, this is softball. This isn't baseball. I went through it my first year. It's a struggle. But quit comparing everything to baseball. Because it's just it's it's two different sports. It really is. Everything is baseball is amazing, and I love every chance I get to call and be at a baseball game. But softball is a different sport. It doesn't always have to compare with each other just because it's played on a diamond and it uses a stick and ball. So, but but anyway, my point is, but, oh, ESP needs to cover this more. We need to get more involved in it. Um, media needs to cover this more. You guys need to talk about it more. These girls deserve um, all all of this attention. And you know what? Every single piece of that is true. Every single piece of that is true. But those in the sport need to start treating it better, too. If you're one of those people that's involved with that tournament and you're wearing the earpiece or you got the walkie-talkie and you're Barney Badass when that tournament is going on, you need to be the person that steps up and says, enough, enough. This isn't safe. This isn't right. This is unfair to the fans. We have an awesome event, and we're going to turn it into something where the good teams are going to stop coming if we don't do something about it. And I don't know where that real talk needs to happen, and I don't know if they need me to be the guy that goes and says it. And I'll tell you what, Josh, this is coming from a dude that lives that event completely and totally spoiled, right? I don't have to fight crowds. I ride in on a bus. I don't have to fight for a parking spot, right? I get to I get to cruise in. I get to walk right to my place. I've got a seat. I sit down. But, man, if I have to go to the bathroom, I'm in big trouble because it ain't happening. Or if I need to get a drink, it ain't happening because the lines are too long. They have... They have got to come in. And, and, here's, and I say this, and I know some might say, man, you're boo-hooing for someone that gets to cover an event. No, no, no. I want to see the event survive. I love it. I tell you, I want you guys to go there. I want you to be a part of it. But it has to upgrade for the sake of the sport, for the sake of the players, for the sake of the coaches. It is a, a million-dollar event. It's a million-dollar event that's treated like it's a $500 weekend getaway. All right, um, let's get True Sooner in here. I'm, I'm ahead of the chains already. It's fine. True Sooner, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Uh, it sounds like there's some safety issues with the fences and the players as well. It's re- it, it really is. It's really scary. I mean, it is because it's not a padding that's on top of the fence. It's a plastic covering. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it, it needs some upgrades. And I hope they, because it's an awesome event. I just don't want to see it go away. So it was a great job of covering it. I listened to every game. I watched the ones I could watch. And, uh, you know, I choose to, uh, I choose to kind of look at the glass high school for Oklahoma. You know, I think they needed a couple Always. of games like that. But, but, 
but I think that the way Jordy Ball bounced back, uh, you know, when they pulled her in, I think, and I'm not a, I'm not a coach of any kind, but I I did see Jocelyn get pitched a lot of good pitches early, like the first pitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in her if it's in her makeup uh, to not swing at the first pitch, but that that may be something that she has to do. I know she wants to see that first one go by, but there there was there was three or four times Saturday that the first pitch was right down the, you know, so. That might be an adjustment she has to make just to get this thing over with, but I don't know. I just I, I, I watched the whole thing and 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 I like I said, it's I, I love the way they come back. I love the way they, you know, they probably shouldn't have won that that game on Sunday. Uh, I guess that the, I guess the you know it's hard to follow these flow sports announcers. Was you know was that pretty much the way it was? Was 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 the girl safe at second for Oklahoma or was she out? You know, so right. I don't know. It was it was just nice to see the adversity fight back from the adversity and to win them anyway. I mean, we're griping and they're fourteen and zero, so I mean, I think they're going to get some adversity. They're going to get some more. They're going to lose a game. They're not going to go, you know, fifty eight and zero or whatever. I think people have got to realize that. (laughs) Thanks, Drew. I appreciate your phone call. And I want to make this very clear. I want to make this very clear. And and I think this is something that needs to be hammered home. That portion of we didn't beat them bad enough, right? That portion of fan is very, very minute. I think everyone pretty much gets it. I really do because you see how they've fought and how they've scratched and they've clawed and they've and they've they, they overcame this weekend. But they have just set a a level of greatness in this championship mindset where hey you're fifteen and hey, kinda like football, right? Well, you're nine to zero. What's going on? You're fifteen to zero, but you have a two to one game against Utah, and everyone kind of throws up their hands and wonders what's up. I'd say everyone, a very small portion, they get it. People get it. All right, uh, quick break. When we come back, let's uh, put a wrap from the team perspective next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Josh, I had a laugh. Did you see Joey's tweet? Joey Helmer, who joins us on Thursday, just tweeted, "I thought I only had a dental appointment this morning, but Kyler Murray made sure I had dental and eye appointments." Like why? Why do we got to put Kevin Burkhart? Is that even Eric Burkhart? Kevin Burkhart's a Fox guy. Uh, why do we have to put like this fine print whenever we're running through everything? Why can't we just, you know, actually just put a statement out that doesn't try to cram everything into one little page? Let's go! Come on! I mean, it's twenty twenty two. He really he needs to be a little I more like courageous here and just put out the statement. Three words: We want money. Uh, you want to get Jeff in more before yeah, the top of the it. hour? Let's do just that. All right, Jeff, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Now, I got uh, one question about softball and a couple of comments. Sure. Uh, my question is, sometime uh, last year during the coverage of softball, heard something about playing at a facility that didn't have showers in the locker rooms. Is that Marita Hines or is that Hall of Fame? That's Hall of Fame Stadium. One of their locker rooms doesn't have showers in it. Why on I think earth would you build an athletic actually. facility without showers? That's a great That's question, stupid. Jeff. That's a great question. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> let's see. The comment is I was watching uh, the Sunday sports talk shows on Fox and uh, Channel 9 last night. Mm-hmm. There was basically no mention of softball. Uh, I mean, you know, we've got arguably the best coach in softball and possibly one of the greatest teams in softball. And it doesn't even get a mention, and that just Oklahoma State's good too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's really good. Tulsa had a nice win this weekend. Uh, you know, you had somebody ahead, that's trying to tell you that Jordy should be known as Jordy Fireball. No, she's Superball. <laughs> Superball. I, I mean, like she doesn't always throw hard. You know, she throws all kinds of pitches, and she's hard to hit. She is Superball. I and like you know, it. I, I like. I'll consider it. Thanks, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. I can't say because I don't. I haven't watched the Sunday shows in a while, um, but. The TV people will be the first one jumping to the front of the line when Jocelyn breaks the record to try to cover her. So, again, I'm all about the coverage. Whatever it takes to get this sport more eyes and more exposure. I just wouldn't lose too much sleep over a local TV station not covering it. Because as soon as they need some clout, as soon as they need some listeners or viewers or whatever, some interaction on their fan polls, oh, they're going to throw something with Jossie up. You watch. They'll be front and center with it, and they know they will be too. And I'm willing to bet that the, new, that the sports guys, um, what did he say? I don't even know who the, 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 the Fox guys is. Is that Myron? I'm sure Myron and those and Curtis and them, they want to cover it. You know, I, don't, I, I assume Dean does. So I don't know if it's a them thing or just their producer or the newspaper. People, you know they want to talk about it. All right, quick break. We're back to tell you about what's going on at the Habitat for Humanity Restore next.